The bells rung, and welcome to another edition of the Icon Showdown Podcast. I'm your trusty host, Enan Hennigan, and with me today is the unflinchable Christina Rosado. How are we doing today, Christina? Hey, good. How are you? Outstanding. I appreciate you asking that. Very few of my guests ask me how I'm doing, so that means the world to me. You care. Um, So today we're going to be talking about the two top horror movies from 2011, and those being Your Next and Kill List. Um, We're going to break them down in terms of the criteria set for this month. Um, We're going to first talk about the antagonist, then the ensemble, then the surviving characters, if there are any, settings, deeper meanings, and the fright factor involved. So, as it turns out, Kill List was a March release, March of 2011, the 12th it looks like, and then we have a September release for your next. So we're going to go ahead and start with Kill List, and let's talk about the big bad. Who is our big bad in this, Christina? Um, I, it wasn't really obvious, I guess. It, there there's multiple. multiple there's multiple big bads, yeah. right? Um, ultimately, you could say our protagonist is also an, an antagonist. Um, what is his name here? Let me look that up right quick. Uh, so Neil Maskell plays Jay. He's our lead here. He's a horrible dude, right? Even though he's our protagonist. What did you think about Jay? Is that the husband? Yes, it is the husband. Also the assassin, yeah. pretty much. Ex-soldier. Yeah, he's a he's a lazy loaf, and he was whiny. Yes. Um, do, what do you think that has to do with, though? I mean, he used to be in the war, apparently, with his wife and his buddy Gal, who's played by Michael Smiley, who's on one of the best episodes of Black Mirror ever. Um Oh really? I yeah, don't remember yeah. He's he's in the episode ultimately where a girl has uh, been convicted of killing a young girl or being accomplice to it. So they kind of put her in this theme park that's like a jail theme park where they erase her memory every night. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember that. He's the host mm-hmm. of that one. The uh, the secondary. Oh. Um. Anyway, the guy who looks like Paul McCartney. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit for sure, and he has kind of an interesting relationship with his wife. We'll talk about that when we get to the ensemble, though. Yeah. Let's talk more specifically about uh, Jay. Um, he is one of the big bads. What did you find so horrible about him? I think it's interesting you're focusing on that he's a loafer. What else is going on with him? Yeah, I don't know. He was just like lazy and boring um, and kind of spineless. Even though I guess he killed people. Yeah, I mean, so ultimately whatever. when he finds out that the people that he's been assigned to kill on his kill list are, I'm assuming, doing horrible, sort of like uh, murderous, maybe even pedophilic sort of stuff. We don't actually see what he's looking at when he um, is looking at the video mm-hmm. of their atrocities. But you can't yeah. claim that he's a lazy bum once he gets his fire on, right? Yeah, fine. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite kill of his? Because ultimately he has uh, he has three people on his list, but then he goes out of his way to kill a couple extra on the way. I don't remember. He killed a priest. Who else did he kill? He kills the librarian, which to me is probably the most oh, graphic yeah. kill. If you remember with the hammer scene. Uh, yeah. He goes to town. Yeah, that was just hammer. mean. I really didn't like how he did that. He was just excessive. I agree. unnecessary. He was losing it, that's for sure. But we don't know what he had And, like, seen the, the, the librarian even told them where the money was. I was like, what the fuck? You're stupid. I would have lied and said it's at a bank or something. Here's my question. Did Gal... Like, did he... Did the librarian really think he was going to survive? Like, he shouldn't have said shit. 
Well, that's one of the interesting parts of the movie for me is the victims are almost thanking him to be murdered. Like they're expecting to be sacrificed in this crazy cultist ploy. So let's focus on that a little bit because ultimately, yes, Jay's an assassin, but one could argue that he has PTSD, right? He fought in the wars. It seems like he was in Ukraine and Kiev. That keeps coming up. What about this cult? What is going on with this cult? What is their motivation? Oh, yeah, I have no idea. I didn't really get it at all. I don't think it's clear. I think it's paganistic. What did you make of the aesthetic of the cult with these um, essentially like hay masks? Did you like the look of that? Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't buy into it at all. I thought it was stupid and boring. I really didn't like this movie. Really? Okay, that's interesting. What about yeah. the girls? The girls ultimately were naked, but they had a crown around yeah. their eyes. It was kind of like biblical in nature, but instead of around the top of their head, it was in their eyes. Do you think that was blinding them? What was going on with that? Yeah, I only saw that with the one girl, and yeah, I thought she was like blinded. And yeah, there was like obviously like ritualistic things they were doing. Yeah, is there any any rhyme to or reason to the rhyme? Ultimately, why did they kill the blonde via the hanging, and then ultimately sacrifice themselves when they knew that Jay and Gal both had a shotgun and an assault rifle? They were just throwing themselves to the slaughter. Yeah, I don't know. It's like those, you know, what's that animal that when one jumps off the cliff, the other one just follow? They were just stupid. Yeah, yeah, they were just stupid. So they um, were just like following each other, like sheep. I don't know. They were dumb. I really didn't fall for it. I thought it was stupid. Uh, so this sort of antagonist doesn't scare you. People that are crazy, devout, that believe in stuff that is unfathomable, and not really anything that I think it could scare me I don't think this this movie didn't really scare me I wasn't scared and at the end I was just like what did I just watch I don't get it I thought it was dumb what did you think about the end then when we're talking about our antagonist Jay being manipulated by the other antagonist the cults yeah and forced to kill his wife and child yeah. that was good yeah no? I thought that In was obvious it was like when I knew when he took the the stuff off I knew it was I knew it was gonna. I didn't know his kid was gonna be there, but I knew it was probably his wife. Right. Yeah, and the I was, hunchback yeah. caught me off guard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was she, like, "Why is she like that?" But then could I was she like, not oh, see? Okay. Did she not see that it was him? Because he. Or I guess they did put a mask on him as well, so maybe she didn't know who she was fighting either. Yeah, I don't know. the The only creepy part was that she was like laughing when she saw him. Was like, she that part was of it? Creepy. Did she want to be um, sacrificed too? Is that what it was suggesting? I don't know. Is that some like Mr. and Mrs. Smith shit? You well, know? If I remember correctly, because we see Fiona, right? This is the girlfriend of his buddy, um, Gal, uh-huh. right? Fiona is there at the end. She's unmasked there at the end, clapping as he kills his wife and child. And if you remember, there are multiple scenes prior where Fiona's at the house, kind of just chilling with Shell. Um, kind yeah. of getting their girl talk on. Is it possible that she was indoctrinated by Shell to become one of them? And similar to how that blonde is willing to sacrifice herself, she's setting up her husband to kill her because she wants to be sacrificed and have this sort of profound ending, kill her kid with him. Is I guess possible? that's pretty meta. I don't know. what. Then what was that whole scene towards the beginning? Why did they make a... Why did they put that scene in where their brunette... Um, drew on the back of their mirror. I think they were cursed. I think it's like a pagan sort of, you were officially marked for horror. Um, Yeah, I don't know. And why are the bad people always brunettes? (laughs) I think that's a problem. That's an interesting point. I don't think that's uh, ever come up so far in 25 episodes. So 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. Why Why are brunettes scarier as a whole? Why is the blonde ultimately, theoretically... Like, for real, one? like Charles Manson, Tom, or whatever, Bundy, Ted Bundy, brunette, brunette. They're all brunettes. What do you think? Are they, are they marked by God to be evil, or is blonde the holy one? Are we talking about some, like, Aryan scary shit here? <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, the last thing I want to ask you about before we move on to the antagonist and your next, the originality of this cult. Have you seen anything like this before? Or even our maniacal Jay as the assassin? Uh-huh. Have you seen anything like this before? Are we going to give them points based on ori- yes, originality? They're assassin stuff and people who do bad and you're the assassin to kill bad people has been done many times. Sure. Cults have been done many times, but not I haven't seen really this way, like in a witchy way. And Um, such a self-sacrificial way, the way that they're willing to lay down their own lives and the way that they gut his buddy in the sewer or whatever that is. What was that? What were they running through there? Wasn't that kind of a strange setting? Yeah, I didn't know what that was. I was like, where did they go? And why'd they go in there? Obviously, like, you don't want to run into an enclosed space. So what the fuck were they thinking? super strange. Uh, We'll talk more about that when we get to the setting. Um, but before we give them a pentagram, um, let's go ahead and start talking about the Your Next Killers. Who is the scariest of these killers? Who's the biggest bad that we have to deal with in Your Next? Uh, who's the scariest? Well, who's our main villain here? Let's first talk that. Let's first establish. Okay, the main villain is the, the son who's also a goddamn brunette. Felix. Felix and his girlfriend yeah. Z. Here's my question. Who's also a brunette. Did Z talk Felix into doing all of this? Is it in Felix? No, I think, well, actually, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Um, I don't know. Maybe they egged each other on. Well, based on what I saw and the fact that she wanted him to get intimate with him on the bed where his dead oh, mother yeah. was laying and he was not all about it, that gave me the idea that it was more her pushing him into it. But granted, at the end, we really find out who the mastermind is. And it's not even Felix. Probably oh, yeah. isn't Z. And maybe Z and... Who are we talking about here? Oh, the other brother. Crispin. Whatever. I don't, I don't know any of their names. Our yeah, supposed protagonist. Um, turns out he's behind it all and has enlisted his brother Felix uh, to murder his entire family for the sake of inheritance. Before we talk about his motivations, Crispin's, because that's money. That's, that's pretty obvious. Um, what did you think about the masks? We have a tiger... We have a lamb and a wolf. Oh, they all look the same to me. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that was creepy. They were sure. creepy. But, yeah, I, I think they were creepy, and I almost like that they were similar in nature, and they did kind of have that same sort of hue. You didn't know who was who. You Can we like... talk about their boots, though? No, I, I think they got that. their What's boots that? from, like, from All Saints. They were super stylish, and I'm like... Who goes and wears, like, fucking really nice military boots that are, like, stylish and cool to, like, oh, I'm going to go do some murders? Like, I think I would wear, like, Nikes or something, you know? But they were really stylish, and I want to own a pair, and they're probably all same. <laughs> I didn't notice the boots. So you're bringing some they fresh They kept zooming in on their feet. I they kept. They were like, come on, those that. are expensive boots. We got to zoom in. Uh, okay. Uh, or the director has a foot fetish. Maybe that is that is possible. What do you think they? Why did they do that then? Why do you think they kept 
focusing on the boots because ultimately we have these three killers who are in it for the money. They're getting paid by Crispin and Felix to kill the rest of the family. But if you're telling me these are nice boots, is this just something someone like me is not going to ever know? Or do you think that these guys were already affluent themselves? Um, yeah, I don't know. I got the sense. Yeah, they were kind of like nicely dressed in general. They had pretty stylish outfits on. Like and this was more game than it was. Are these for... are these, these aren't military issue, right? Because it is established that two of the three masked yeah. killers were brothers. So is yeah, this... no, they were the the shoes were definitely like stylish, military esque. But the, I don't think they were true military boots. If they were, I'll fucking join the military, get some free <laughs> stylish boots. I doubt they're that sexy. Uh, fair enough. Yeah, I totally that was lost in me. So I'm glad to get this extra insight. Um, no, yeah, they they definitely like zoomed in a bunch, and I thought maybe it was just like because the scariness, because you're like, what's gonna happen? Where are they tiptoeing or whatever? Uh, I don't know. Did any of them scare you in terms of their voice? Was there any unique uh, vocalizations involved? Because they really didn't change their voice when they were behind the mask, right? There was no sort of demonic yeah, playing, no. playing up. No. What did you think about It was just Felix? super jumpy when they came out of nowhere and stuff. I, I was like, and I started watching it on the train, and like, um, I get super jumpy, and I was just like, oh my god, and the lady sitting next to me like looked, I was like, oh shit, like, this is a bad movie to watch on the train. So I shouldn't have called you the unflinchable to begin with, that was the wrong answer for you? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, let's talk about, let's finish up our antagonist here discussion and discuss the originality of these killers. Did you feel like you had seen stuff like this before? I feel like the idea of killers trying to penetrate your house has been done before, mm-hmm. but this was like jumpy and unexpected not everything you couldn't really anticipate yeah no it's a lot like the strangers i don't know if you've seen the strangers but it was a couple of years prior but in the strangers they didn't have like a reason to do it other than just psychotic murderous nature we have guys that become less scary to me because they're doing it for money and they're ex-soldiers to me that takes away from um the fright factor of the antagonists themselves uh, that being said, I don't remember any horror films where it is about the inheritance, where it's overtly mm-hmm. that. And granted, I saw Felix coming a mile away, didn't you? Wasn't it obvious he was a sketchball? Him and his girlfriend, they just looked like they were on cocaine during the dinner. Yes. And they weren't talking, and they were like secluded, kind of. And I'm just like, what? who are they even? Like, I don't even remember them getting introduced. They were super sketch yeah. in the way that they didn't like help our main lead, Aaron, when she kills the first of the masked killers. And it's like, oh, it seemed like you had it. Just right then, you just know, oh my gosh, these, these guys are in on it. Here's my question, though. Did you know that Crispin was in it? Did that catch you for a loop? Or... Yeah, I didn't. I didn't pick that, that up. I thought that was, that was the be- he's the best antagonist because he's the least assuming and he was the most surprising. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and uh, pentagram these. How many pentagrams do you want to give our antagonist in the kill list? Who's the antagonist? The cult slash our murderous assassin, just as a combo effect. Jay. Out of four pentagrams, what do you think? Out of four, like, what the hell is a pentagram? Like stars? Yes, demonic stars in this incarnation of this icon showdown. Uh... So essentially star um, system, yes, but pentagrams, because we I are... I would say, like, two. 
two. I'll give it a two, two. I think two is fair. I might actually want to bump it up to a two point five, um, but I'll run with the two. I'll run with the two, especially since you claim to not have been scared at all. I am scared by were you cultist cultist people, crazy religious people scare me. This is something that actually exists. The way that they killed people. There's nothing supernatural going on in this movie. You know, to me, right. that's scarier. It's scarier than any sort of ghost film. Granted, our next one, Your Next, doesn't have any supernatural features, too. Um, but to me, people motivated by money are less scary than those motivated by Pan or the demons that uh, direct their actions, you know? Um, so in, in, a, in a sense, I almost want to try and talk you on a 2.5 on Kill List because I think they're... Yeah, you know, that was going to be my original... My original. Um, score, I guess. And I just put it lower because I just hated the movie, but <laughs> fine. Uh, so what do we want to give our masked killers in terms just as a whole between the motivations, the aesthetic vocalizations, and the originality? Is it lower or higher than 2.5? Or is that separate than what? Yeah, yeah. They get, they get a, a, yeah, so essentially this is a showdown, right? We're going to figure out which is the most iconic of 2011. Oh, wait, the mask. You're talking about the mask, like... Yeah, our in, mass in killers, the other movie, in your next. Throw in Felix and Z, throw in Crispin too. Yeah. Just our ba- big bads. Um, we didn't see 3. Crispin 5. coming. Wow, 3.5? I'm going to talk you down from this into a 3. <laughs> okay. Because I think Crispin is the most interesting, but I still think being motivated by money to kill is not that scary to me. Um, okay. Nevertheless, I mean, I was scared by like. Like, I'm actually scared now. Like, I just checked all my windows and doors. So, yeah, it, it did, the movie did its job. <laughs> the reason people might more realistically kill on, on average than crazy religious people. So, I'll give you that. I think it deserves that point five over it. Okay, so we have a 2.5 to 3 showdown so far. Let's pop back over to the kill list and let's talk about the ensemble as a whole. What did you think about the cast as a whole, looking beyond just Jay and the cult? Did you like his wife? Yeah, she was a likable character. Yeah, relatively, especially since she used to be in the army herself. Did you think that the dynamic between those two, the way they were fighting as they did, was believable? Yeah, it's like me and my boyfriend. (laughs) A fellow co-host on this show. Um, (laughs) What did you think about the relationship between her and his best buddy? Wasn't that a little creepified for you did you think there was other stuff going on yeah i thought they were gonna like make out at some point and they didn't yeah i thought it was too close for comfort for me but i didn't know if it was ever actually like sexualized sort of thing uh but it was kind of weird and i could see why those the gentlemen were constantly kind of fighting what did you feel about the nature of that relationship between jay and gal the two boys who used to be in kiev together fighting in the wars and are now assassins together ultimately Seems like led by Fiona, right? Can we assume that Gal was given this kill list, this job, by his new girlfriend Fiona, who's there at the end? Oh, I didn't think about that. I would assume that's the case. I feel like she's the one that's, because she's the one that did that inscription in the back of the mirror, right? She's kind of. Wasn't that that just that old guy with the white hair? Well, he cuts him in the hand, but Fiona, when she's over for dinner. And, like, one of the first scenes yeah. is when she takes down the mirror and puts that crazy inscription in it, that pagan symbol, um, which is on the poster. I, feel I like thought we were supposed to think, though, that the guy who cut him on his hand was, like, a mas- the mastermind. He's probably the like, alpha within the cult, but Fiona is, like, yeah. that 
um, subversive figure that is actually able to encroach their lifestyle beyond. Because uh, ultimately, the, the mastermind, he's asking them to kill these people on the kill list who all seem like they mm-hmm. wanted to be killed. You know what I mean? The priest right. says, thank you. I feel like they were yeah. all sacrifices for, for whatever this end, end game was. Um, what about the kid? Was the kid a good actor? How'd you like the kid? Um, yeah, he looked like a baby Paul McCartney. <laughs> Fair enough. I think you think all English people look like Paul McCartney, right? No, <laughs> um, anybody else that stood out to you? Was there anybody else that you enjoyed in terms of their performance, character dynamics that were set? No, I guess they were the only memorable. What about the doctor? He goes in there and he's asking for help with his hand. And the doctor's just telling him some weird cryptic shit, and he ultimately ends up part of the cult there at the end, if you noticed. Um, he's like, only there's only now. The past is gone. The future is yet to come. The present is the only thing that actually exists. Did He didn't do it for you? You didn't, like, remember that it was him? I don't even remember him. Fair enough. No, I mean, that speaks volumes. Because I actually had trouble kind of recognizing, oh, there's the doctor from before. I think that is a problem. Um I loved his buddy, though. Isn't his buddy the best actor in the whole thing? Which one? Paul McCartney? Yeah, Gail. His name is Gail. Michael Smiley is the actor's name. Wasn't he great? Yeah, he was likable. Like, I think I could date him. (laughs) I thought he was great. I enjoyed his performance. And he was super sympathetic, too, right? His buddy's going off the rails here. He's watching him do the most horrific things, things he probably would never even done in wartime. And he's still able to kind of, like... I don't know, toe the line with him, still be his friend, but kind of tell him, dude, you were losing it. I liked his performance. Mm-hmm. I think that was the hardest part in the movie to play. Um, yeah. Let's pop over to your next, talk about the ensemble there. Okay, we have this pretty ginormous family. Who sticks out to you? Who was your favorites? Uh, I liked the mom. I thought she was very pretty, and it was unbelievable that she was a mom to a bunch of 30-year-olds, uh, <laughs> where those, all those kids were. I was like, come on, she's not like a day over 40 herself. Come on. Uh, believe like, it or not, yeah, her hair is real blonde, but it's not gray. Like, I think they wanted you to think she's some old lady. Well, she was born in 1958. That's pretty geezerly. What? She's so pretty. She Stop. was pretty. Um, she is a soap opera star, though, so I think that had something to do with it. She's probably got fillers galore and has been making sure that she continues <laughs> to stay that pretty. I liked her, too. I thought she did well with, um, ultimately... They frame her as being drugged up, right, on, you know, pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. I thought she did well with that. Did you like her death? Um, but you didn't really see much, right? That's true. So, it's still affecting yeah, her because she's, like, on the bed for so many other scenes just lying there dead with a machete in the head. That's yeah. rhyme there. Um, okay, so you like the mom. Who else did you like? Um, I liked the dad. Yeah, he's, he's nice. good. He's in Dumb and Dumber. Rob Moran is Paul Davison. Mm-hmm. I liked him, too. I don't remember him in that, but he looked, kind of looks like a soap opera star, too, because he has, like, about chiseled face, now that you mention it. But, I think that's interesting yeah. that you mention that, because I completely agree. Do you think that it was purposeful casting? Do you think we're supposed to not like this family? Do we kind of almost root for the underdog here? Because as they frame it in the beginning... Um, he works for a defense contractor, right? So this is like a Dick Cheney mm-hmm. sort of like super jerk with crazy money that's blood money. Yeah, no, I liked I liked the parents, and um, I don't think it was easy to hate them. It was easy to, for me to hate um, the sister 
The sister kind of brat. Amy Simmons is Amy She's Davidson. a little brat. And so was um, the actress. brother and the wife. They were kind of bratty and like, you know, just like snooty. Like, oh, yeah, Drake, Drake was a jerk, Drake and Kelly. But once Drake has the arrow in his back, he kind of simmers down, right? Did you not care yeah. when Felix took him out there at the end with like five screwdrivers? Yeah, no, that was sad. Kelly was actually the worst. She, she was sucked. the worst. So you were rooting for the masked killer when he pretty much like golf. No, I was never rooting for the killers, but <laughs> never. <laughs> no, um, the killers were not sympathetic. Family. The only family members that we're supposed to like ultimately is the mastermind behind it all. The only sympathetic family member, I guess you could say the mom is a little bit, but she's still married to this guy who makes his money off of defense contracting, bombing other places. You know what I mean? She's not likable from my perspective. Um, the only one that was likable is Crispin, and then he turns out to be the big, big bad of it all, pretty much. Um, mm -hmm. Of course, we're going to talk more about that in the next segment here um, with our final girl, who I freaking love. She's one of my favorites of all time, if I'm honest with you. I thought she was so good. Um, but beyond that, I, I agree with you that I enjoyed the brother and the sister, Drake and Kelly's performances, but I was rooting for them to go. <laughs> I didn't want them to live. <laughs> What about the first kill? Did that catch you off guard? Um, that was... The bolt through the head of the daughter's yeah. boyfriend. Oh, yeah, the boyfriend. Who's the film? Um, yeah. Was yeah, good, right? I was, like, looking around the room. I thought maybe it just went into a wall, and they were all going to see it and freak out. And then, yeah, that was surprising. They were I all... Especially considering that's, uh, the actor's name is Ty West, and he's also like a huge horror director himself. Um, so uh -huh. he's really well known. So it was kind of an interesting small role for somebody as known as he was. And Joe Swanberg, who played the brother with the arrow in the back, also a really well known director. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and pentagram these. How many are we going to give for the cast of Kill List? Even though you didn't like the movie, there's not a bad actor in the bunch, right? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't scary. If It would be like a fun drama flick with those characters. I could watch like a drama with them or something else. So I guess like a 3.5. I think a 3.5 is fair. I really liked everybody's performance. Um, I do think we have weak links and you're next. I hated Felix. When I'm looking here at the Wikipedia cast, he's one of the few that don't have his own page played by Nicholas Tucci, which to me says he's not getting roles, and that makes sense to me based on how shitty he was in it. Did you like Felix, the youngest brother, who's initially framed as the, the mastermind? Yeah, no. I mean, I thought he was a little scary, but he was also, like, whiny. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know. I hated him. He brought it down, like, a whole point for me alone. What about his girlfriend, Z? Did you like her as an actress? No. She seemed like she was on cocaine all the time. Not then, but like that she probably did cocaine before she went to that house. Fair enough. And she was like real emo and just kind of boring. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you there. I, I liked the totality of the cast, but I didn't think there was standouts in the way that there should be, with the exception of maybe Aaron, our main girl. But I really liked. Even Crispin I thought was a little unaffecting. So what are we thinking? Like a two? Two for the ensemble of your next? Sure. You down with it? Okay. I guess. Surviving characters. Who lives at the end of Kill List? Jay, unfortunately. Jay. Jay's really our, our final girl here, our final dude. 
um, his means of survival. Did you did you believe that he wanted to live? I feel like once he saw that was his wife and kid, like he he wouldn't want to. I would hope. What happens but next for you him? You don't really tell. He's crowned at the end and applauded for murdering his wife and child unknowingly. Do they kill him, mm-hmm. or is he now indoctrinated? Is he part of this cult now? What do you think happens for our surviving character after that? Um, I think he'll probably, like, if I had to guess, he would kill himself. Okay, so you don't think he's going to get swept away by Fiona and the doctor and um, the guy who ultimately sliced his I mean, I hope not. That'll make him even worse. But he's pretty bad as it is, though. Are they? We'll talk about that in deeper meanings, but to me, I think they were kind of comparing the mindset and how corruptive being part of the armed forces is because they keep going back to that Kiev and how messed up he is and how much of a loafer he is and lazy and his, he claims his back is out or he needs that jacuzzi as his uh, reprieve because he's been ruined by the war. He's been corrupted by it. To me, I saw an analogy going on between those who go to war and those who believe dogmatically in cult sort of nonsense. Um, I don't know. I was going to be in trouble probably, but I saw some, I saw some analogies going on there. Um, is, is he iconic? Are you going to remember this character as a final figure in the way you might remember like Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween? Is he an iconic surviving no. character? No? No. Mm-mm. I think he's, yeah, hugely iconic. I'm with you there. I think, the, I think the actor did a great job, though. I'm giving him points for his acting ability. I didn't like him as much as his buddy, but I still liked him a, a ton. I mean, I liked him even though he was a maniac. Did you have any sympathy for him at all? Not really. Not really. No redeeming qualities? You just saw him as a loafer? What about, he was a good dad, no? He was a good friend? He wasn't even around his kid. His like, wife took care of him. That's a point. He does use his kid as his, an excuse for not going back to work, though. So you think he was just full of shit? I didn't even see him doing anything with his kid. Yeah, I mean, that is the point. I, I can't deny that they really don't highlight that at all. Okay, who survives in your next, then? What do we have there? Um, that girl. We can the, assume I'm she lives, right? Yeah. I hope yeah. so. Aaron, played by Sharni Vinson. I loved this character. She is one of my favorite final girls ever. I, this is the second time I'd seen it. I really didn't remember it other than it being this fun, like, all the family dies sort of in my head. But rewatching it and, and being forced to really consider the power of the final girl and how she survives and her determination to survive... I thought she was great. Can you, do you remember what her backstory was? Her, like, survival skill background? Yeah. What was going on there? Yeah, I need to learn those things because, like, I'm scared now. I'm just trying not to get murdered. <laughs> yeah, ultimately, she's Australian, um, and her dad was kind of a paranoid, brought them into the outback, and she was taught a bunch of crazy survivalist skills um, before she turned 15 and moved to the States, which... Her boyfriend, who's the mastermind of it all, had no idea about. So we could talk about that in deeper meanings, but they aren't necessarily um, the perfect perfect romance that they seem to be at first. Okay, let's go ahead and give pentagrams to these final characters. What do we want to give our kill list in terms of pentagrams? What do we give, Jay? Um, two. And what do you think for... I want to give... Aaron like a 3.5 because she kicked so much ass. She took, took down so many people. You want to talk me down from that? Yes, Did you yeah. not like her? You haven't actually spoke to whether or not you like her or not. Mm, yeah, I liked her. You did? Was there anything that annoyed you about her? 
Because remember, Kelly's like, her oh, accent. <laughs> you felt that way too? That was something that made me hate Kelly, that she was like intolerant of her just because the accent was too much for her. What was it Oh, that the- annoyed me too, but the accent also annoyed me, but I wouldn't tell people like, oh, she's annoying because of her accent. Yeah. I'll just keep that, that to myself because it sounds kind of racist, I guess. Well, I you know. haven't though. You've told the world here. <laughs> I hated her because of her accent. <laughs> Um, okay, so is that immediately going to take her to a 3 instead of a 3.5? Because I want to give her that 3.5, but I will admit... No, give it to her. She worked so hard. She did work hard for her. We're giving her that 3.5. Okay, let's get to the last two juicy... Or no, I'm sorry. We still got to talk about setting. Let's talk about the setting of Kill List. Did you like it? We have England here. Um, we bop around London. Did you enjoy what you saw of the setting? And did it create I enjoyed. I enjoyed some of the, the... There was, like, cool cinematography, I guess. Like, some cool shots yeah. of nature or whatever yeah. um just like good angles good color agree yeah i especially like the last shots right anything outdoors and like we talked about that tunnel scene is really cool um in terms of setting itself the logistics of that is a little ridiculous but i did feel like it was doing some stuff visually with the setting and ambience that we haven't seen before in other films um the, the house is pretty standard nothing really too exciting about the house even though we kind of do get a sense of the whole thing between the jacuzzi outside the little boys room the garage they think they use the space really well um but uniqueness mm-hmm. what do you think about in, in terms of uniqueness for kill list setting mm. the coolest thing in their house was they have had a bunch of patterned wallpaper oh my gosh something i remember did not notice that. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, that's something. That's an extra 0.5 pentagrams right there. Like colorful patterned wallpaper. Did, yeah. you, did you think that the whole of the movie like made it feel like a horror to you? I know you said you would have preferred it as a drama. but you... No, I didn't even like I wouldn't even fucking classify that as horror. Really? What would you classify really? it as then? When there's such horrific um... death and supernatural stuff going on? No. That's horror to me. Where, where do you put it in a blockbuster? Because you're not the first one to <laughs> challenge my. I don't know. All, I don't know all the genres. It's not horror. It's not drama, but... right? What is it? Thriller. No. We have a cult here. Barely getting a father to kill his wife and daughter unknowingly. That to me is horror. The way that he beats the guy with the hammer. That's horror. I don't know what else. What it is? Would be. What is um? What is that? That show on that you mentioned before. Oh, Black Mirror? That's sci-fi. Yeah, what is that? So then, yeah, that movie sci-fi. I don't think it's mm-hmm. sci-fi because it doesn't deal with any sort of technological <laughs> okay. stuff. To me, the supernatural cult aspect is closer to like stuff you see with ghosts, right? These invisible entities. And it's sci-fi stuff is more like technology ruining life and uh, like space alien sort of stuff. Stuff that's more corporeal or biological versus these ethereal things, including what the cult believes in. I can't help but think that anything involving a cult, a murderous cult, is going to be more horrific than anything else in nature. But to each their own, fair enough. So I can tell which direction you're heading in terms of the iconic nature. But what did you think of the house in your next? Oh, it was a pretty average house. So You didn't like it at all? 2.2 then. Okay. That's the middle. Wait, okay, before we do that, what are we giving Kill List? Are we going to give that at least a Oh, 2. wait. 5? I thought we were talking about Kill List. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let, oh. Before, we, before we pentagram Kill List, I want to talk about your next so we can give them more of a oh, relative okay. score. 
What did you think about yeah. this ginormous uh, mansion? Do you know what style of house that was? What style of house is that? I don't know, like colonial, colonial. or like. Okay. Nah, I don't even know. If that's, is it Tudor? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. That's not something I'm... I'm I don't saying. know what that word means. <laughs> um, like a Tudor style? Because you see a lot of those beams within the house front, the face of the house, those the wooden beams going through. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. Nevertheless, I, I like that we bop around the house pretty thoroughly. Did do you mm-hmm. find that house at all interesting, at all unique? Um... I don't know about unique. I like old houses. It was old. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. But not something that like stands out as, I don't know if you've, you've seen Scream, right? The house in Scream, like I know every nook and cranny of that house. The way she runs <laughs> through it. I know that one so well. I don't feel necessarily that same way. I think our final girl does well traversing it. The way she's able to mm-hmm. like. Hop. Yeah, by the end, she like really knew her way around. I was like, I don't even remember where everything is, but yeah. she does. Yeah. Now, I love the way that she uses the space, but the space as an entity itself, I didn't really find that affecting um, or unique. But I think mm-hmm. it set a good mood. It was creepy. It was like too much house for them. There's no love in their family. And if you have a house like that, it should be filled with love. But it's mostly just this empty vessel. For people that hate each other. Yeah, there was not really like no stuff that made it seem lived in. And... Yeah, exactly. There was no character to it at all. And, and you, if you remember, one of the brothers said, my dad bought this as a retirement project, but ultimately mm-hmm. he's just having other people work on it. So there's a coldness yeah. to that house that I think is actually appropriate given the film and how it really dissects family connections. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's, it's, it's that unique or that capitalized upon um so now let's pentagram them up kill us what are we giving the english countryside the quaint home with the jacuzzi more importantly though i love that field scene at the end granted it's not super unique but what are we going to give it up okay. for? okay fine well for cinematography then i'll give a a bit of a higher score i don't even remember the goddamn jacuzzi so <laughs> 2.5 point five is fair i would run with that one um, okay. Yo, but I, I would like to say yeah. in your next, the neighbor's house oh, was yeah. like pretty cool. That was cool. It was like very like seventies groovy seeming, yeah. even though we didn't see much, just like that one room, but it seemed like seventies groovy for some reason. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, just like the glass walls too is always something that's scary. You don't want people to be looking at you, especially murderous killers and lamb masks. Um, so that's going to bump it up a 0.5 in itself. Do you want to give this one a solid three, or is that too generous? Is it another 2.5? Uh, yeah, I would say 2.5. I think they're even. Yeah, I'm with you there, too. Um, okay, now we get to the juicy ones. Deeper meanings. What is the deeper meaning in Kill List? What is going on below the surface? What are the metaphors, allegories, themes that you see popping up? Um, it's, I guess, Freudian, Ooh, like so. civilization, and it's discontent, kind of just like getting to, um, and like in the same vein, like Lord of the Flies, like you have civil, and then it like breaks down to like okay. barbarianism mm-hmm. because when you just push someone far enough, they're going to do it. So at the end, when he's just like killing his wife, like you're not going to have that civility anymore because yeah. it's just like it's me or you. I think that's that's some good insight. Do you think there's anything going on 
in terms of the commentary of two people marrying that are too much alike because they're both ex-soldiers. Do you think that's really what made them a, a bad or a good match? Do you think they're a bad or a good match in the end? Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're kind of abusive to one another, right? She hit him. Did he ever hit her? Um, I don't know. I don't know either. I, I know he, she hit him multiple times, but he was verbally abusive to her. Um, nonstop, sort of. Do you think there's anything going on there? Do you think two people that have been in the army and seen the horrors are then the most conducive to then raise a child together? Are the most what? Conducive, the mo- the best fit for parents, you know? Are, are they ever going to be? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think they could be. I think it would be a sweeping generalization to say, like, yes, always, or no, always. Fair. In this case, though, wouldn't you argue... Like you said, you don't remember him dealing with his son at all. Did you see a lot of interaction between her and the son? Um, yeah, I guess not. We saw, like, Paul McCartney hanging out with the exactly. kid. Exactly. Exactly. That, that oh, is the most yes. parenting And also, moment. I don't think, I don't even think that kid was Jay's. I think it was Paul McCartney. Oh, my goodness. I hadn't even considered that. That's crazy. Uh, that's, that could be possible because it would make sense why he was the only one given like a proper sort of compassionate scene with the kid. Um, that's, that's interesting. So maybe there is that deeper meaning going on there. Uh, did you have any personal connections to it? You mentioned that the fights were reminiscent of ones you've experienced. Any other personal connections to what's going on in Kill List? Yeah. Boys being lazy ass loafs (laughs) and complaining and not doing shit. Uh, do you think that's just, uh, dude nature or what's going on there? Is it commentary on gender? Yes, it's all men. All men are horrible. I'm making sweeping generalization (laughs) about your type. But given that you're suggesting that that's not his son, does he have a reason to be, uh, non in it? He doesn't know that's not his son. Do we know that? No, we don't, but like... She wouldn't tell him that. Would he, could he just tell aesthetically if it was like a reality situation? You don't know. But I think that's so interesting, and I would not thought about that. And that might have a lot to do with why he's such a shitty dad in the end and why he doesn't, just, doesn't want to provide for his kid. Because most fathers, you would think, would want to provide for his kid. But he is certainly lazy at the beginning of it. And when he is willing to f- make money, it's via murder. So he hates himself in, a, mm-hmm. in a kind of a weird way. Um ultimately his buddy's the one that leads him to death ah i think that, i think you brought up some good points in that uh, is there any deeper meaning going on in your next in your next deeper meanings um no maybe what's it not? saying about family and certainly like rich families what do you think it's saying about that those dynamics uh like you know, they're rich people problems, and I kind of mm. can't feel bad for that. That's... It's just like, oh, well, you know. That happens. Is it easier for our masked killers to destroy this family knowing that they've had the sweet life their whole life? I would think it would be. Like, let's say you got like a, a let's say Felix was part of a family that just won $100 million in the lottery. Are our killers going to be as willing to take that family down who has suffered because these people have had everything handed to them on a silver platter. 
think that's is there commentary going on there is this movie at all sympathetic of rich people is it sympathetic of rich people i, I don't think so those that make their money I mean, through the suffering no, of others they're they're all gone by the end and there's like not and even the mastermind is killed so aaron doesn't have any sympathy even for him when he's trying to convince her was there any deeper meaning what to she should do? having to kill the cop at the end? I mean, that was just a mistake. <laughs> okay. There's nothing going on there. I'm not sure if there is either. I hadn't really thought too deeply on that one. Um, but it is interesting that he does go out, and that's her final frame, and it was the person that should be their savior. I don't know. But, yeah, there's mm-hmm. no- nothing clear going on there. Let's go ahead and deeper meaning pentagram them up. What are we going to give kill list? List. I think um, there's deep stuff going on there. I want to argue for a three. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I, I do like my analogy of Lord of the Flies and Freud, and I think it's accurate. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Pretty highbrow. Um, okay, so what are we going to give your next? One. Um, one? I think there's more going on than one. Um, especially because we have such an amazing final girl that's so empowered. I don't like the fact that she's ultimately dating her professor. That's a problem for me and takes away from that empowerment. But I, I feel like no but what one was saw the deeper her meaning? coming. An underestimation of the female. It. An underestimation of uh, a female character that they were just planning okay. to use ultimately as their reliable witness at the end we don't even know if that's true but that's how it's framed as but she kicks all of their ass in a way even like sydney from scream doesn't do or jamie lee curtis doesn't do we have such a we have like Uh a linda hamilton and terminator sort of badass in a slasher which to me never happens uh Uh and to me that there's a deeper meaning going on there in in terms of gender roles because he was such even more so than the guy in kill list at least he's a little badass in that he's an assassin her boyfriend was just like dumpy nothing right not mm-hmm. any sort of like manliness going on there and she she just she had the balls right she was the one that was taking the cake there i feel like this is really a feminist movie more than a lot of horror movies it's going back to the roots of horror by having such a badass uh female heroine so to me i want to give it okay. like at least a 2.5 almost want to say that it ties okay. into three what do you think sure. 2.5 do you, do you think there's deeper meanings in Kill List as a whole? Because I will defer to that. In, in Kill List, or are you talking about your next? Do you think there's more deeper meanings in Kill List than your next? Then in no, like you make a good point. Now that you're bringing it up, you didn't before about the whole female empowerment. We're I can in the get deeper meaning section. This is what I wanted to talk about it. Uh, so yeah, were... but you let me say there was none, and blah blah blah, and you didn't I say set shit. You up. I set you up so good. You took the bait. <laughs> um, so you, are you good to the three then? Yeah, sure. All right, sweet. Um, okay, so as we move into uh, the Fright Factor, it is close. It's 13.5 to 14. And I'm not going to tell you which has which. Um, but I think we're in trouble here with the kill list because I know in terms of Fright Factor, you were not that scared. Um, in terms of kill count, what do we have? We have the mother, daughter, the three people that he kills in like countless amounts of cult members that he kills as well. So let's say it's around 15, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Quality of kills. I love the hammer scene. 
showed him to be a complete psycho. What was your most affecting scene in terms of the kills? Mm, I don't know. The um, the priest was creepy, was. I guess. I didn't, I didn't like the librarian at all. I thought, you know, it was overkill. Fair. But the way he tells and the priest, like, torturous. turn your head around, and he's like, thank you. That was super creepy, right? No? Yeah. Um, did you notice any music or sound design that added to the fright factor for you? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Nothing in Kill List, but your next had a pretty cool soundtrack. I agree with you there. Um, okay, so let's pop over then to your next and wrap this monkey up. We have uh, essentially the whole family dying in terms of kill counts, with the exception of Aaron, who's not even a family member. Quality of kills, I feel like everybody is given their due. Everyone has a cool kill. Um, very graphic. Mm-hmm. Is there any kill that you were not satisfied with? Um, I did not enjoy the blender. I'm sure other people do, but I'm not a gore kind of person. Do you so think that was, was a realistic like, kill? Because I'm kind of with you there. I was just wondering if that was something that could actually happen. Why is she taking the time to plug in the blender when she could have just kept bludgeoning him, you know? Yeah, and like... Did someone ever test that to see if that would actually work? Because I don't know if those blender blades are strong enough. I actually but... agree with you. I think that takes away from the fright factor, and then it's just not as realistic. But the way she kills Z is good. Just a straight knife to the skull like that yeah. always gets yeah. me every time. <laughs> yeah. Even Crispin's neck neck uh, neck knife stick was pretty decent. Oh, yeah. And then the eye. Oh, it's cringeworthy. And then yeah. the sister when she runs and gets her neck sliced like a that golf, was gross golf club yeah and oh then i was wondering gosh, if that would slice. actually happen that's the best kill for yeah me. when she's running out the door and would she that gets... actually happen if there was a wire taut like that and you ran into it would that actually happen if it's piano wire you better believe it for sure oh you my god taken her whole head disgusting. off i'm surprised it didn't go deeper oh, shut the fuck honest. up oh my god <laughs> I think in terms of Fright Factor, this one is uh, overall scarier. But to me, him having to kill his wife and kids not knowing it adds to the Fright Factor of that one. Granted, you might not have been scared by it. Again, I'm going to go back to I feel like Kill List deals with this mindset of irrationality from those that believe in things that are just unable to prove, right? Versus somebody wanting money and willing to kill for it is less scary. The kills in your next are scarier. The motivations of the bad guys in Fright Factor are scarier. Um, did you want to add anything to that Fright Factor? What got you? What didn't you? Either of those? Mm, yeah, like you could anticipate all the kills and kill lists. You're you're with you're with the bad guy, mm-hmm. and like true. so you're seeing it through his lens. That's true. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not into that. I'm into the jumpy stuff Fair and enough. like not knowing what's gonna happen that that stuff gets to me so i like that more so let's designate our last points here um in terms of fry factor for kill count sounds to me like you're running with like a 2.5 even a two maybe uh two point yeah sure two whatever whatever you want Uh, you're pretty like give it a 2.5 because you know what i i will say they were methodical about it it was creepy how the priest came in and his stuff already had plastic all over it. They fucking, yeah. it was like premeditated. That was 
that would have, if I walked into a room like that, that would make me pee on myself. Mm -hmm. Like, that's so gross. And just the way that the people that were the cultists were kind of like zombies, the way that they would just run at them, that was scary to me. And the way they were screaming like pigs and stuff, that to me was a little Mm -hmm. scary. Uh, So I want to give it a 2.5 if you're okay with that. But it sounds like you did get a little more fright from your next, and I will agree that I do think especially that just that piano wire to the neck for like my favorite actress in it. Literally when I was watching, I was like, Oh, I forgot she's in this. I really like her. Mm-hmm. And then she's the next like to go. She died within two minutes of me thinking that. Um, so that sucked and maybe not scary, but sad for me. Uh, <laughs> I want to give it a three. What do you think? Sure. Okay. Well, the bell has rung. We have a winner here. The most iconic mainstream horror of 2011 is your next. What do you think? Are you surprised? Um, uh, yeah, I wasn't doing the math. Like I was just like going along with it, but I'm happy because I liked it way more. It didn't win by much. It was, uh, let me see here, 15, 16 to 17. So Kill List just lost by one point. Super close. Kill Us is a great movie. It's a little more of a slow burn, more of a character study. But in terms of just mainstream horror, you can't go wrong with your next. I want to thank Christina for being part of this podcast. It was a delight to talk to you about this. I hope you're able to do it in the future. How do people follow you on social media? Do you got anything in the works that you want to tell people about? No, I don't have that. You don't have any social media? No Insta or YouTube or, no. or Twitter? You I, want don't, people to follow? I don't have one. Well, follow her rascal of a bow at uh, the BM Bucket. <laughs> He'll take her <laughs> followers for her, right? You'll pass them on to him. Um, yes, sir. And of course, if you want to support the podcast, please check out my media hub page at parasociable.com. There you can find my horror comedy shorts, my novel, as well as um, the most recent album that was dropped only a week ago. So I want to thank you all for listening to the Icon Showdown podcast. And until the next time, as they say in the business, the bell has rung.